Hey, it's your old pal, Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I sit down to talk about recently watched movies with my dear friend and artist, Danny Haas. But also, when I start thinking about it, it's like, this was stupid. And our own spiritual advisor and movie insider, Protolexis. It's hard to like want to pin it on like any one person when there's just so many things wrong with this movie. <laughs> like, like I'm, it's like hard to say like, oh, this character falls flat. What's well, like pick a character? This is the road to Jurassic World. It's officially here as we cover the first one, Jurassic World. Not only that, but at the very end of the show, we give our thoughts on the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Enjoy! Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, no. The conversation has been piping hot in our Discord, on social media, Mm. but we're not going to talk about it right now. We're going (laughs) to save it. We're going to save it until the end of the episode. We're going to do something different. We're not going to start off the show with hot to trot spoilers. We'll save it so if folks want to choose to stop listening once we get to the Kenobi, we'll get to that. And Kev... Kev, as is his want to do, po- plugs his podcast in chat. Mm-hmm. I think Kev has learned a few things from one of the hosts of Dune Pod in terms of yeah, plugging. Yeah, makes me sick. And I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. He's on like a 90-second interval. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Danger Pod uh, has moved Spoiler Talk to the end of their show, and I thought that was a great idea. So credit where it's due. We'll talk about Obi later. But something even better happened this week. You both saw Top Gun Maverick. <sighs> Can we talk about this? Maybe we'll start with Proto. Because oh, as as oh. we know, he's, I mean, he's the talk of the town mm-hmm. as the movie insider on this mm-hmm. podcast. His IG, his uh, TikTok, if you have a TikTok account. <laughs> Proto, walk us through this experience seeing Top Gun Maverick. Uh, well, yeah, I... I Everyone was seeing this, you know, I made it through the Memorial Day weekend, not seeing it, but I had to get on the inside. Uh, I couldn't be left out. So, um, went to see it Tuesday, uh, and I wasn't really sure I was going to feel about it. You know, I didn't, um, I didn't rewatch Top Gun, the first one I've seen it, but I don't really remember, you know, I, I know the, the bullet points, um, and I've seen all these five stars and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, Eric, let's relax. Everybody like, relax. So this is another <laughs> Dune situation here we got going on. Um, but I was, I was, I was blown away by this movie. Like legit. Um, in a way that it's, uh, you know, I can't, I don't, I don't want to be hyperbolic about it, but Let it out. you know, Please. just like hyper, hyper me. An experience mm-hmm. like this at the theater, it, it just felt, it felt really good to watch a movie that the, was this enjoyable, um, that had laughs, that had emotion, but then had just like amazing visuals that you knew were real, that were unlike anything that I've seen before. Like, you know, a movie that's where these characters are in fighter jets, you know, I wouldn't, like, I don't think I would go scrambling to see a movie about that if you told me, but it really was amazing. Um, just so like, it's everything that I would want from a movie going experience. I think like going into a theater and, and seeing this, mm-hmm. um, I, I saw it with my, um, uh, my sister-in-law and her husband and my brother-in-law. And at the end of it, you know, I said, I said, you know, I, I don't really remember much of Top Gun, but I was feeling nostalgic and like sentiment about these characters that I don't even know. 
Mm. And she and, and my sister-in-law said, she's like, I know, I haven't seen Top Gun and I felt the same way. Oh so, my. Which is like amazing for a movie to be able to like communicate that um, with just like, you know, the different flashbacks and stuff they did. And the thing that really blew me away is that there's so much in this movie and maybe it felt like corny and campy to some people, but I felt like it just towed the line so well with that of, you know, not going too far where you're like rolling your eyes at stuff. Mm-hmm. It just like was like, it just, they just found like an amazing middle ground for everything that they were trying to do in this movie with like tons of great su- surprises and like plot twists that I just had the best time. It, it was mm. just so much fun. Five star review from Proto on Top Gun 2. Yeah. Five stars, Danny. Incredible. Five. What about your experience? Didn't you see this at like a legendary movie theater? We were down in Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration this past weekend. And all we really wanted to do was get out of Star Wars Dodge and go see Top Gun. So we were looking for theaters and we're like, we're only like 45 minutes to an hour from LA. So we booked theater tickets to the Man's Chinese Theater. (laughs) You know, the iconic... Mm -hmm theater and it's been all renovated it's an amazing imax experience seats could be you know a little better but they're not the they're not the greatest uh not couch cushions that you're used to in orlando right yeah exactly um so i get to go to you know you get to go to the movies with your friends two of my dear friends uh friends in the discord in the village friends in real life to you know to go see top gun we're playing, we're playing Kenny Loggins driving up on repeat to LA, just cruising the streets. Uh, get there. I stick my hands in Spielberg's hands in the cement for good luck walking in, <laughs> you know, rubbing, rubbing hands with Spielberg. Uh-huh. And we have an amazing time. This movie felt like an amazing callback to 90s action summer blockbuster. Like this felt back to formula. For me, I had an incredible time watching this movie from beginning to end. And it, it just was so much. The thing is, it's just so much fun. That's that's pretty much it. I have a great time watching this film. Jennifer Connelly looks amazing. That Porsche kidney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sexual. Tom's amazing. Tom looks amazing in this film. Tom looked off the charts in this movie. The only thing yeah. CG in this movie was Tom. Everything else was real life. <laughs> I did have I'm one negative. Real. I didn't love Tom's look of rolling up his jean pants into. I don't like, remember that. He wasn't wearing shorts. He just like rolled up his jeans. Oh, on to the like beach. His calf. Yeah, not <laughs> Tom. Come on. Give us some, some thigh action. Give Tom. It, I need to see the thighs, please. Yeah. <laughs> the fighter jet stuff is insane. Insane. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely insane. I would it's, I would honestly tell people to see this in IMAX. Get it on a big screen. Get the best picture you can to see this because it's incredible. It really yeah. is. We won't get anything like this again. Never. It's over. Top Gun 3. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we do have a like Dead Reckoning Part 1 next year. And mm. Proto, you went on the Mission Impossible journey. You just watched Fallout. I think you only three banged that one, but that's like Sorry. a five star from, mm-hmm. from normal folks, from the movie Insider. Three star, right? Yeah, I did give it three stars. That is true. Um, but it, it's a great time. And I was thinking about it, you know, after seeing this, it's, I don't want to miss an opportunity seeing a movie that Tom Cruise is producing in theaters, like anymore. Like oh after seeing Top God. this movie and Top Gun, like what Did you get what the if, intro with Tom? I did get the intro. Oh, yeah. the intro with Tom was so good. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Saving cinema. He definitely had a different look going on at this I point. I guess it much later. <laughs> Maybe that's what his look is going to be in Reckoning Part 2. Maybe he's got the red Skin for uh, hair. I guess he might be behind a desk. <laughs> Put your papers. <laughs> he's an aura in M-I-C. Dead Reckoning Part 2. <laughs> Uh, was, um, uh, I wasn't expecting a five star from Proto, but it's 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 great to see that. I mean, I was not expecting the reaction to Top Gun Maverick. I, of course, was always going to five bang this one mm-hmm. hard. You pre banged um, it. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, it's a four point two on Letterbox right now. Incredible. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. We're back, baby. 
cinema is back. Many directors yeah. have tried mm-hmm. this past two years, two and a half years, yeah. to save cinema. Nolan tried. Mm. We know how that went. Denny tried. Yeah. Villeneuve tried. Couldn't. And he made fun yeah. of your sorry ass for trying to watch it at home. Mm-hmm. He made fun mm. of your yeah, dopey self eating Pringles yeah. at home in a chicken parm <laughs> on the floor. But Tom swoop in. I was listening to another podcast that covered this movie. Really? Um, it, yeah. Listen. Interview with the podcast Vampire. <laughs> Listen, there's no better feeling than leaving a Tom Cruise movie and you see your phone has a notification that says, uh, the interview from the va- podcast Vampire has a new episode out and it's about the movie you just watched. Oh, <laughs> no better <baby>. feeling. <laughs> oh. To drive from LA to Anaheim, listening to these three gentlemen talk about Maverick as you leave the theater. I, I saw the movie and, you know, the next day I'm like, how do I get back to this high? Mm-hmm. How do I get back? And then I remembered. Yes. There's a podcast vampire <laughs> episode. That's that's the way, that's how you get back. You two sweethearts. All those Incredible. folks listening, try uh, the interview with the podcast vampire I host with Dale, producer Emeritus and Jonesy former guest on this podcast, the last crusade episode where we wax poetic for about an hour on this movie. We have, we have so much to get to. We have so much to talk about. We have so much to get to. Jurassic World at the bottom of the hour. Use the chapters in your podcast app. You want to skip ahead. Use the chapters. if You want to skip ahead and and listen to our Kenobi Mm -hmm. spoiler full discussion later in the show after Jurassic World. Do we want to talk about any other, anything else? I mean, we should say. I hated licorice pizza. Let me just get into it. I saw you logged licorice pizza on an mm-hmm. airplane and you gave yes. it what two stars? Two stars. And in my office I have like a whiteboard and it just has little magnet up directors' names. And recently I put um Tarkovsky on one side to never watch again. I'm slowly putting Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson on one side to never watch again. Oh my. Wow. Just not for me. He's not my guy. Okay? This was a I snooze fest. Wasn't one of your tags like PTA retire on that review? I don't know. Someone check my letterbox. I, I think I don't. No one check it. No one liked this review. Of it's not for me. Pizza. He's not for me. Didn't you give There Will Be Blood like less than three stars? Uh, see, if I can't give a five banger to There Will Be Blood, I shouldn't be watching his films. I did. I did like that. You just stole a comment right out of my mouth. Yeah. Why did you watch it on a plane? <laughs> I've been. I don't know. There wasn't, there wasn't too much. <laughs> you weren't prepared to be asked that question. <laughs> Listen. Why did you watch it knowing you did it? I don't think anywhere else. Happens. I don't think anywhere else I would have liked it. He has no watch list. He has no watch list. He has no watch list. You can't have a watch list on a plane. What this could do? have been avoided. No. This could have been. Av- what else was playing on that plane that you thought about watching instead of licorice pizza? Um. Oh, there was something else. I forget now. Who cares? Makes me sick. Doesn't change the fact <laughs> that I could finally sleep on a plane because of this movie. Uh, let's say hello to PK who joined our Patreon this week. You can do the same thing at patreon.com slash 70mm. Get access to our VHS Village Discord discounts on Danny's gorgeous prints. And we just finished our Harry Potter journey. So <sighs> that entire movie franchise Goodness. is available for you to listen if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, you can get those episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, by the way. Uh, but you don't get access to the other stuff. Okay? Just throwing that out there. Oh, I watched Amelie. Oh, for the first which time? you guys raved about mm-hmm. in your reviews. Five stars, I think, from both of you. So I watched this for prep for a Letterboxd show episode. And I did bring up both of you during that conversation, believe Excuse it or not. Excuse me. About your oh, reviews. Thank but you. That's very I sweet of you. Did not love Amelie. Um, this is my licorice pizza revenge moment. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. A lot there is a ton of love for Amelie. And I think in Proto's your review, you even called out that like you'll either love this movie or it's just gonna be too weird. So mm. I was in the kind of too weird camp for Amelie. I did call out though that this movie had come out when I was working at West Coast Video, so it was like on the shelf like mm-hmm. all the time at the video store. So the that poster green is like, cover art. <laughs> yeah. Imprinted in my brain. Yeah. Um, so I also saw the Bob's burgers movie. Oh yeah. You're Bob's a big fan. Big Bob's What'd you fan. think? It was okay. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, that's just okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hmm. I think even Amanda and yeah, Art gave it like five stars or something crazy. Excuse me. Or just said second in chat. I think, believe it or not, Amanda and James felt the same way. I think Amanda, James maybe gave it like three and a half stars. It's pretty good. So it was fine. It was like three episodes, drug up, you know, drug out. You know. Hey, uh, Proto, is there a movie you want to talk about and take a dump on that everybody loves while we're at it? Um. Since Any movies that I watched, I want to take it. a dump on. No, there's actually I, I had another five star. Oh my movie god! Jeez, okay. we'll hold you on yeah, our I'm, shoulders I'm, this I'm, week. I'm making up for um, mm-hmm. the previous months. Uh, I watched The Player Excuse from Robert me. Altman. The Altman. Uh, yeah, this is 1992, starring Tim Robbins. Uh, he plays a, a Hollywood uh, executive who I forget what is the his title, but he reads scripts and then either accepts them or, um, producer denies them. Um, and he, uh, so he, he gets a lot of hate mail cause he's often, you know, re- giving people uh, rejecting scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he has like this one person who's terrorizing him by con- and harassing him by sending like death threats. And it kind of brings him to the end of his rope where he has to like figure out a way to deal with this. Uh, and that's like the, where the story starts, but then it goes in like a lot of different directions. Um, and it has, um, you know, I, I loved most of what I've seen from Altman. Um, and, and this movie was just so much fun. It's, it's very much like a movie about Hollywood. Um, so if you're not into that, you might not like it, but it's kind of, it, it, it's not like gushy in the way that um tarantino's like once upon a time in hollywood where it's like Mm -hmm. oh isn't hollywood the the greatest this is much more cynical it's actually you know it's in the 90s and it's very like corporate grinder Mm -hmm. stab everyone in the Mm -hmm. back to get ahead um also tim robbins he only wears like these ridiculous double-breasted suits the whole time or something yeah, it, it, it's wild but the story it was just so much fun i like i laughed throughout it it has the, the 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 list of actors with like cameos there's like a hundred different actors that you'll really? recognize in this movie it's crazy mm. like he just got like everybody in this movie um and there's one other thing Evan, I to say Evan about chat it. Tim Robbins is hot can you confirm he was hot in this movie I uh, I don't know if I would say he's hot but he um he definitely uh he definitely fills this role perfectly I haven't seen a lot of Tim Robbins I don't think. Um, but I, I thought he was like perfect in this. Um, I actually thought the, I've seen this cover a lot. I thought that was Jack Nicholson on the cover yeah. <laughs> until you reviewed this movie. I was like, oh, it's Tim Robbins. I was like, that was the other thing I was going to say is that it may is one of the worst covers for, for a movie. It's just so uninteresting. And I think that's what kept me from watching it for so long. Like, can someone please do something about this cover? Please. Tim, uh, Tim Robbins in a suit looks like two, uh, Kids on each other's shoulders yes. with a suit on. He is like six six. Trying to sneak He's into a, a club. <laughs> I think it's time for Ooh. us to get into officially the road to Jurassic World, Week One, Event One, Jurassic World, the okay. first one. Yes, Trevoro. This is kicking off our journey. A lot of, lot of DMs, a lot of comments flying, a lot of messages posted on IG. Who picked this movie? Why are we doing this? Whose decision was this to start this journey? Proto, can you give us the gist of Jurassic World, the film, to start our discussion? Isla Nublar, previously overrun by dinosaurs, has been cleaned up and a shiny new park has been built on the bones of Dennis Nedry. <laughs> <laughs> Business is booming, but for how long? In the same way that we have grown bored with zoos and they have all shut down, consumers have grown bored with dinosaurs. What are the technocrat capitalists going to do? Breed genetically modified alternatives to keep the stock rising, of course. But what happens if all your employees are morons and let the killing machine dinosaur out? And what if instead of just killing it, they decide to let it kill everyone at the park? Will it work out in the end? Jurassic World.
There's a different part of that music in this movie, right? It's actually really good, I think. Like there's a more dramatic portion of the music that plays. Did you notice that? It's pretty good. The downbeat. Yeah. That's my positive note. Sorry. <laughs> That's your one note. We haven't started. Jurassic World 4K. I feel like it's a, it's a sin that this movie isn't on like Netflix or yeah, so what's weird. Universal's app? Is it uh, Peacock? How is this not on Peacock the month of the third movie? Like, what are you, yeah. what, can we get some executive to wake up, please? Have these readily available? What the French? Uh, so this is our big journey, and I just want to also call out, first of all, the artwork is insane for oh, this thank episode. You. I'll go ahead and share it, I guess. But also the fun piece that you designed uh, that I attached to the letterbox story that I posted oh, this week. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Having a good time over here, okay? Can we get that on some kind of other merch for me to wear? <laughs> Please. Can we just get that on, like, on everything? <laughs> Can we get that on a handbag <laughs> or some kind of sticker set? It would just be tremendous. So... Uh, for new listeners, we will, as we're watching this, we write down three things that we really want to highlight to talk about in our, in this viewing, and we'll go round table around the room until we complete all of our top three, and then we'll give our final rating on Letterboxd and Thoughts. Where do we start? Who wants to go first for Jurassic World? You pick this like- movie, you go first. <laughs> Alle- alleged. It was alleged <laughs> that I picked this movie. I thought it would be a fun journey. I posed it to both of you, and it got a green light, mind you, <laughs> from all, all three hosts just before uh, anyone attacks me, crucifies me for this. I had a, a note that I actually wish I put it in a review, but this will be my first note. So Tell us. It's about a recast. I had an idea for a recast <gasps> for this movie. I do that would have made this really yes. fun. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> cut the cut the stream, please. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, yeah, you might know from Terminator: Dark Fate, Station Eleven, Halt and Catch Fire. What if everything in this movie stays the same, but she replaces Chris Pratt in this movie? Yes. Like, are you kidding me? And she and Bryce Dallas Howard, everything's the same. They have a previous relationship. She's working on her motorcycle to start out the movie. Oh my God. So good. Right? I love Mackenzie. My recast was not as good as yours, but my problem is I want Bryce and Chris's roles switched. I would rather had Bryce as the Raptor trainer and Chris Mm. as the asshole person in the company. Like I would rather that be flipped. Yeah. Because having Bryce... Dallas as the, you know, lead like that follows in line with how we have Ellie follows in line with Julianne Moore's character kind of in these roles in the Jurassic movies as Mm. the kind of badass Mm -hmm. and not the, you know, damsel in distress running around in heels, et cetera, and making those dumb jokes. Like that's what I wanted. I want that. I wanted those roles flipped. Mm. That was my recast, but Mackenzie. Excuse me. The first 30 minutes of Terminator Dark Fate, your life has changed. She is off the wall amazing in that movie. So she could totally be Pratt. She can out Pratt Pratt IMO. Yeah, Yeah, get him out of here. So we're talking about Bryce. Maybe this can drift into my other thought. I hadn't, you know, we're talking about like the history of this podcast. Remember our Temple of Doom episode? With with Willie? My thoughts on Willie? Oh. I see where you're going. I was getting Willie vibes from Bryce in this movie. I could see that. And if you remember correctly, I I defended uh, Willie. Yeah, Grubrex in chat says, justice for stupid people. I said (laughs) I was Willie. That's why I liked (laughs) Willie. But it just doesn't work in 20, you know, what is this, 2015 this comes out? It's like, did did no one get the memo? Can we wake up a little bit with the the character of Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie? It just Mm kind of falls flat. Part of what do you think? I agree. Yeah, I I love Bryce though mm-hmm. as an actress. I do. Um yeah, I don't It's hard to like want to pin it on like any one person when there's just so many things wrong with this movie. 
<laughs> like I'm, it's like hard to say like, oh, this character falls flat. Well, it's like pick a character. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I don't even know. You have the, the main cast is two boys, the, the young kids. <laughs> and they make no point in this film. They're, they're yeah. like, they're useless. So like the first movie, you have a young girl, you have Laura Dern, you have Laura Dern. <sighs> mm-hmm. That's it. End of mm-hmm. story. Right. And then you just got these chump kids, boys, and then Bryce, who, you know, isn't really setting the world on fire, her character. And you got Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how anyone in the writing process just didn't like raise their hand. Like, actually, this kind of sounds lame, guys. What if we change it up? Like, what was Spielberg doing? Wasn't he like approving some of this stuff? I don't know. Let's not bring him into this place. <laughs> so he's 100% innocent. He's innocent in this, in this entire one. process. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Danny, what's your number one for Jurassic World? This movie has no plot and it pisses me <laughs> off. There's nothing to follow. And there's, there's, there's a billion different tiny storylines happening and they're so stupid to follow. This, it, it's insane to me. It's just, we go to an island and a dinosaur gets loose and we have to leave the island now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's really what it is. There's no, and what bugs me is the bones of this movie I love. I love the idea that we've made Jurassic Park work. Jurassic World exists. Like who doesn't want to go to that? Like who would not want to, yeah. like that's what you watch the first Jurassic Park as a kid and you're like, Damn, wouldn't this be awesome if it actually existed? And it actually exists in this movie, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love that. That's that's like, how do you, I just, it gets, it's frustrating that, I, that this kind of plot is horrible in this film. That's just where I'm at for this first movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I kind of alluded that to that in the synopsis that they're, they have a problem that, people aren't going to want to come back to see dinosaurs. So they're going to have to make new dinosaurs. Like, like I hear that and I, like, I don't buy it at all. Like, there's no way right. this is real. Like, no, the, the, this, this wouldn't be the case at all um, that they would need to make. And, and there's no way that they would do it. So like haphazardly, like, it's just like a silly prep. Like that, that whole idea is just so dumb to me. Mm-hmm. Right. You to start with billionaires running this park and it looked like they had the Indominus Rex in a cardboard box. Like this is your that new pen was so small. The pin was so st- like being pushed up by bars. That was it. It was so dumb. The super dinosaur. <laughs> the yeah, like the the plot of people being bored, also the plot of training raptors to be soldiers. <laughs> I kind of like that. Oh, oh to be soldiers. God. No, I don't like that. <laughs> like I like the training aspect of them. Yeah, yeah, but like the idea—I mean, D'Onofrio's character, this oh, frothing maniac God. who's ready to <laughs> sick these raptors on, you know, whomever he can get his hands on. I just was ugh, it's kind of dumb. But your other point was one of my notes was, sort of, what if the park happened and was built, like, um, amazing, right? Like you see the park and it looks a hundred percent real to the point where Universal. Can we right. make Can this? We please. Uh, like, what? <laughs> what's stopping us from using a hundred acres of land to just right. build Jurassic Park? Thank you. Like, I am now executive yeah. of Universal Parks with this idea. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> you, you have everything designed. Mm-hmm. Just build it. Yeah, My God. It also looked pretty rad with like the 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 rails, the monorails, the mono- and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Through. The it was like a thing? really cool design with the pool in the middle. Like it looked awesome. I mean, it it, it looks good. Mm-hmm. I would want to go to this at Universal. 100%. Like it, I guess that you can't really do the open land or whatever, but you could build the bird house. You could build the Indominus Rex pen. You can build a ride with their 3D, 4D, whatever rides. I mean, please, let's mm. go. My God. Take uh, me there. Take me Universal right now. Proto, what's your number one? <laughs> um, well, man, we, we already hit on some things, but let's one of mine let's hit is, again. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the plan to turn the raptors into weapons 
is just like another idiotic idea. Mm-hmm. Um, like no one would actually attempt, like this guy's like, oh, this is going to be the ultimate killing machine for the military. Like once we have these, you know, they're unstoppable. They've been bred by evolution for a million years. No. Like, dude, get out of here. You're guns. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some cool things. Like, the, the whole like him riding on a motorcycle beside them that was, is that actually, was cool. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, so like them operating as a as a pack, and he's like the alpha. Like that is pretty ba. They should have leaned more into that. Like that would have been cool if he, there was like I don't know. Like add another scene with something like that. Mm. Um, but then the whole thing that like the the big bad die what the I forget what it's called the Rex whatever Indominus Rex the I but when they get there. And it starts talking to them, and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's part raptor! God. I mean, the idea that this billionaire, you know, this, uh-huh. this charismatic billionaire, he's trying to be a, like literally a white knight once he finds out that they built this Indominus Rex. Like, who's in charge here? Who approved this? You, you idiot. Like, you are a moron. How do you approve? How does anyone approve any of this stuff without looking at a spreadsheet and seeing, okay, this is the DNA of the Indominus Rex? Oh, okay, yeah, I approve that. Get the F out of here, idiot. Mm. God. He's like, who approved this? What are you? What you're doing? This is evil. You're fired. And and BD Wong's like, hello? I was rooting for BD Wong. Like he's the hero in this movie. Dr. Henry Wu is the villain. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's playing the behind the scenes. He's, he's doing it without the permission. But that, that is the billionaire's fault. Like he's doing his job. He's got no oversight. That that's true too. The bill, bill, shocker, the billionaire is the bad guy. (laughs) In my opinion. (laughs) Whose turn is it? Where are we at? I think it's my turn. Um, let me go through my notes. I think we actually just exhausted my top three already, and I'm only on number two. Let's kick uh, it while it's down. Let's do uh, it again. Kick it while it's down. Uh, why two boys? I was so annoyed that just the the kids were both boys in this. Like, let's mm. spread spread it around. Get some girls. Yeah, get some girls that don't get murdered on screen in the most violent way possible. Yo. The girl, the woman who's in charge of. Uh, chaperoning them. That was terrifying. Why was that approved in any way, shape, or form? She gets killed four times by like four <laughs> different dinosaurs on screen. They should have killed Jimmy Buffett. That would have been funnier. <laughs> Get that man out of here. Two margaritas. Wow. Yeah, those characters, those boys, it, it is worse when you think when you think of it in terms of the original Jurassic Park because so much of this movie just feels like it's just trying to mirror the first one. It's just trying to say like, hey, look, this same thing that was in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park that you loved, we're just kind of doing the same thing here. But somehow this movie, this movie's two hours long. It might be longer than the original Jurassic <laughs> Park, but it has like somehow it doesn't have like a single uh, like memorable conversation. Like, you don't feel anything for these characters. You know, in Jurassic Park, the two kids with Grant, you know, the relationship right. there. Oh yes. Just like those moments. Like, there's how how is this movie two hours long and there there's nothing? Like, there's no character development other than Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard just falling in love for no reason. Yeah, they just want wanting to bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Humans want to bone the end. <laughs> <laughs> how about when he... Like his introduction, I mean, it's so corny. He's working on a motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, calm down, writers. How can we make this man any more masculine? He's rebuilding a motorcycle and he catches a fly in his hand. Mm-hmm. I would slap every writer on this film if I could. <laughs> you just line them up and just slap them up. On. <laughs> Benny Hill routine. I don't care. Trevorrow. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Um, all right, that would that that whole diatribe could be my number two. Let's move to Danny for number two. Number two, I I'm going to talk about something I like, but then it quickly turns to something that drives me nuts. I love the Indominus Rex. Mm. I love the dinosaur. I love how uh, terrifying it is. I love its abilities, and I like it in the moment 
when um, they find out about the cloaking ability and the team is out there trying to kill it and it kind of appears out of the bushes. Like that's so badass. Like that's one of the, like, I love that feature about that dinosaur and it's such a great scene. They never revisit it. They never even come back to hit cloaking again ever. And it drives me nuts. Like that's the coolest thing about that dinosaur. That seems cool too. Like there's, there's great action scenes in this and that sequence is probably one of my favorites. There's that point where he crushes the guy above the bushes and it splats on the camera. Mm-hmm. Like I like that scene. That scene cracked me up because they're like hunting it and trying to like shoot it and they have right. a rocket launcher. Non-lethal. The thing, the thing appears on screen and whoever is in charge of that rocket launcher just sits on his freaking hands. <laughs> Until the worst possible moment, and then they fire. Oh my god, idiotic! Idiotic. Idiotic. How about trying to throw a net around its mouth? Well, that also that they want to try to like. Oh, we can't kill it. That's a that's a very valuable asset. Like, dude, you have a you have a giant dinosaur loose in a park with like twenty thousand thousand guests. Yeah, like you're killing this dinosaur. Right, get over it. It's almost like how do you not just have a several fallbacks like okay we have yeah, an explosive totally. charge in their skull that we can just detonate <laughs> at any point we have an at explosive charge in their feet that we can detonate at any but point but slim she would have remembered that they put it in there and she would have taken it out <laughs> she would have done its own brain just surgery like the, just like the tracking beacon that line is so dumb i don't know why they just didn't say it knew that its sister had one because didn't it eat its sibling Remember? Have, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Maybe because st- it crapped out the first beacon. That's how she found out. Ugh. Nuts to that. Prada, what's your number two? <laughs> um, Only number two. God. Um, uh, I, I think the thing that made me the sick the most watching this Uh-oh. was just, yeah, all the, all of the, like, replicating the scenes from the first Jurassic Park. And just at the end with the, with the T-Rex you know, standing there, giving its roar. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it felt disgraceful. Slap in the face. I felt, yeah, I felt like sick watching this. Like that movie is a national treasure, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. And that this movie is trying to replicate that in some way and really just like falling on its face over and over and over again. And there And there's so many scenes like that. And there's so many scenes that are just like so stupid. The beginning of the movie, um, where it's like at their house in the snow and it shows um, the feet of the bird first. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just like a bird. Like, come on. Like, there's so many like little moments that are like, you know, nodding towards parts of the the original that mm-hmm. just made me sick. Mm-hmm. It made me sick. They literally stomp on the bones of the first movie. The Jeeps. Yeah. The building. Mm-hmm. They pick up the banner. The Dominus Rex destroys that building. Yeah, it actually... St- I, I like the idea that probably sounded like one of their one good ideas in the script that like we we visit, we revisit the mm-hmm. ruins of the original park like that sounds really mm-hmm. cool yeah but it doesn't doesn't really nail it unfortunately I also like the idea of the ruins still being there it reminds me of like years ago where I used to hunt on YouTube for like the Disney attractions that were yeah, were yeah, still yeah, there yeah, yeah. and you'd see people like walking among the ruins that's that's cool to see getting banned for life. I mean, that also sounds like a plot of their fourth movie. Someone, some YouTuber walking upon the ruins of Jurassic Park, the original one. Call us. <laughs> Is Mackenzie Davis available? Mackenzie, please. Are you a YouTuber? <laughs> to be the one person who can go in and save the kids. Um, my number three. Uh, Amanda, my wife, my dear wife, she was angry watching this movie. Very visibly, really? audibly. She called out a few things. Like when that one nerdlinger at, uh, was talking about how he bought the Jurassic Park t-shirt. Careful. And she says like, don't you find that a little offensive? And Amanda's like, isn't opening the park more offensive than this guy wearing a t-shirt? You're working at Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Stupid ass. What else you got? <laughs> Oh, there's a scene. There's a scene where he's riding the four wheeler 
into the mm-hmm. park when everyone is running away. And as right. he gets off the four-wheeler, a woman holding two guns gives him one of them. That's how he gets a gun when he runs into the park. It is the most bizarre scene. I rewound it three times to verify because <laughs> he's riding the four-wheeler. He gets up, he has a gun. And I was like, where did he get that gun from? I rewind it. Just a random soldier is holding two guns for some reason and just hands him mm. one as he gets off. Those are paintball guns too. I don't understand those guns. Why do you even breed birds at this park? That sounds like the number one worst idea you can have. Worst case scenario, they're murdering everyone at the park. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't get over the atrium scene. It looks awesome, but it's yeah. just nonsense to me. They're killing for sport. <laughs> every dinosaur in this movie's never been fed. <laughs> like, everything just wants to kill everything. <laughs> Diddy, you're number three for mm. Jurassic World. Uh, I'm at a loss. <laughs> I, we've gone through so much of it. Um, I, I here's the thing. I have I don't have a bad time watching this movie. There's a lot that bugs me about it. Um, I actually really like the Jake Johnson character, Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, that because that's that feels like that's me. If I'm working at this park, I have my action figures. Yeah, they knew what they were doing the, with that character. The vintage shirt from eBay, like that's 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 my character. So I I wanted more of him and the coworker. Actually, I'd rather have like behind the scenes with them. I like that. I like that part of the story, which seems so stupid that I, we have a Jurassic World and I like the the tech guy part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, that I, I'm at a loss for this movie. Do you want to? So, you want to give your ratings right now? Are you? Are, um, do you want to give it? Is that what you're saying? I'm at three stars for this film. Oh my god! I'm at three stars. <laughs> my god! <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it wow. again ever in my life now. That we've done it for the podcast. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I am. I, I was at a, I, I cut, finished watching. It. I'm like, I'm, I had fun, I think. Mm. It was fun. But also, when I start thinking about it, it's like, this was stupid. Right. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it, you could, of all the stories to tell, they pick yeah. no story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. You can have like dumb fun and be angry at this movie, but it's Jurassic Park. Yeah. That then it starts to like pull you back into the kind of like disgust at the entire thing. Oh, my, yeah. yeah. The T-Rex scene. Da, uh, Bryce doing the Oh, that looked awesome. The, go, yes. And now I had to read up. That is technically the same T-Rex has been living there since. Mm. They recaptured her. That's canon. That's. <laughs> I had to read because they don't talk about it in the movie. Apparently, it's the director said or someone mm. said that this was the actual T Rex leftover from the original <laughs> park. How do they know? They pull the puppet skirt. <laughs> that that is probably my favorite shot of the whole movie. Like uh-huh. it's the doors it's opening. Nonsense. She mm-hmm. opens yeah. the door. It looks awesome, but she's yeah. also standing four feet from a T-Rex. Right, she waits so long to it run. It starts running at her and then she turns around. <laughs> I was like, girl, run. But she's in heels, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember at the time they did get a lot of flack about the heel stuff and I think when they were filming the new one, the director, I think maybe one of the first photos they posted was her wearing like boots. They're like, ha ha ha, we got her wearing boots. And I was also just like thinking back to the release of this movie. This was like a big deal i saw it in theaters big deal i mean so yeah uh, big enough for them to make two m- more even though right. people kind of dumped on it because it made so much money plus you see the merch everywhere you see the merch at universal you see the, the blue merch all the rides are jurassic world now mm-hmm. there's no jurassic park anymore it's world i mean wow. is this how many i don't know the answer to this question i refuse to look but how many i'll answer it for you how many franchises are this successful? I'm talking about the Jurassic World franchise. Are this mm-hmm. successful, but overall not good movies? But Fast and Furious. Oh my. That was Danny Seven. that said that. <laughs> I don't, I still have fun watching them, mm-hmm. but it's such a successful 10 movies. Right. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Could be. Oh my God. Oh, what did you, I saw your screen light up. What did you find? I was just, I was looking at it's um, Jurassic World's opening weekend. Do you know how it was, much I, I think it was, it, like two, more than Maverick. it was like I'm 200 vomit. million or something crazy. 208. <laughs> God, it's opening weekend. You know they opening. got those. They, I was there. They got those same writers back in the writers room probably that weekend. You guy, you boys did it. Let's get. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. <laughs> They're all high fiving. They're we got a smash hit, boys. Margaritas. Um, I'm at two and a half stars for Jurassic World. Personally, uh, I think we hit all of my notes. I have one of my notes in caps. Send a text. <laughs> Oh yeah, when the call fails, like because they're losing mm-hmm. signal, they don't try to send a text message. Like it's just mm-hmm. over. I can't communicate with you. It's over. Amanda also, some of the other quotes from Amanda, they shouldn't even be allowed to use this song, like the main theme. She was getting agitated <laughs> when it came on screen. She's pissed. And was I playing. respect that. Yeah. She hated Bryce Dallas Howard. Just absolute disgust from that character, from Amanda. Yeah. Well, even that the 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 story of that character of like she's too busy, she's she's working too much, you know, to even spend time with her nephews, and like, will she ever realize that you know, get away from work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frodo, uh, any final thoughts and your rating for Dress World? I we pretty much hit on everything. Um, my my only other thing was. Um, Right. There's no wonder and awe to mm-hmm. any of this. And I think that's what makes the first one so special is that anytime you can watch, anytime you watch it, you know, you rewatch it, you still have like that feeling of like when they first see, yes. you know, the dinosaurs uh, and it's just magic. And it just kind of makes me sad that this movie went this way, but it, it is still fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get, I'm, I'm at two stars for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like a one star after talking it does, about it, it but does. I'm still at two stars. Uh, we're starting off Jurassic World with a bang. There's only one way to go from here. There, there is only one direction, and that's up. Mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom next. Yes. With that scary violin noise in the trailer. <laughs> Whatever it was, I don't know. You remember yeah, that? Maybe it was close. I do remember being moderately excited because it had a different director. Trevor was gone, and the trailer made it look like it was going to be a horror movie. And I, I have mm-hmm. seen Fallen Kingdom, Josh. Mm-hmm, me Josh. too, Josh. Proto, have you seen Fallen Kingdom? I have not. Oh, I don't think I have. Mamma mia! Have I? I'm not sure. We have a VM to listen oh. to. Excuse me. Yeah. Marcy has been very quiet. Marcy's probably in bed tossing and turning as this conversation's happening. Wants no part of it. She's just, she's, she's gripping that Jeff Goldblum cutout right now. <laughs> tightly. Just a reminder, Marcy from the movie Mixtape Podcast, our mm-hmm. resident Jurassic Park expert and film expert, really. Film historian. Can you imagine, I mean, first of all, can you imagine the movie insider and the film historian, Marcy, on the same show at the same time? Wow. I still beat her in Cinephile. <laughs> That's true. Battle of the Minds. So Bex mm-hmm. left us a VM. Hey, it's oh, Bex. Bex. I just want to drop a line and talk about one of the hottest characters in Jurassic <laughs> Park slash Jurassic World. You might be thinking, Becca, who could you possibly be talking about? The answer is BD Wong. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> It's almost like a labored VM from Bex to, to talk about this movie. PSA. But when she said amazing, when she said Becca, I was like, "Who's Becca?" No idea. Doesn't even know her. Um. Name. So next week we will be talking about Fallen Kingdom, and then the week after that, big the big one is the new Dominion. So you have some lead time to watch Dominion. We're not going to be recording the night of opening night. Uh, we're going to give it some time. So get those tickets bought on Fandango. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's time to get into the nitty gritty. Star Wars. What we've all come here for. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh the TV mm-hmm. show, three episodes are out. Danny was at Star Wars Celebration. We should probably talk a little bit more about that also, but... The love is real on the internet for this show. 
People are yes. losing their minds. Obi's back. Uh, I'm excited to hear what Danny thinks of the first three episodes. I've been keeping so it close. Close to your Charge vest. close to my chest. Vest, yeah, vest or chest? and your chest, both. Yeah, yeah, it's on my chest. Um, I watched the third episode yesterday, I believe. Was yesterday, right? Was it? Mm-hmm. What day does it come out? Wednesday. 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 Yeah. Um, the third episode is good, but the first two, um, I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, God, a weight has lifted if, off my shoulders right now. It, if you and wasn't a part of this, this could be the worst thing they've ever created. <laughs> If you remember going going back, we were we could not have been any more amped. My expectations, right? For so high for this show, limited series, prestige television. Obi Wan, can they do it? A lot. A lot of my problem is where you're, where you've talked about the dome. This this just does. This looks ugly. I don't like the way this looks. I am. I don't understand how S- Stranger Things gets thirty million an episode, but we have Obi Wan Kenobi, the arguably one of the greatest characters in Star Wars, let alone anything Disney has, and we have we have to shoot this in a dome. Like, why mm. is there not sets locations uh, in anything to make this look like what Andor looks like? Oh, that's it. That's it. Andor, sorry, just before Proto jumps in. Andor looks like a friggin' million bucks. 30 million bucks. Million bucks. And that's a TV show. Why is Andor getting the treatment and Obi is getting this also ran TV set of Tatooine? Everything looking like butt. Because they know we'll show up anyway. Proto, your thoughts, please. Yeah, I, I was. Uh... I was in a dark place after those first two episodes. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't really want to talk about it because, mm-hmm. and I thought, am, am I, do I just cut it off now? <laughs> like, do I save myself the pain that I'm feeling and just like, whatever it is that I'm watching, do I just say, no, I'm not, I'm not watching it anymore. The show, because it's just too painful. That's where I was after the first two eps. But then you're right. There's like, there's no way I can do that. Like, even if I hit, and I did, I watched all of Boba Fett and I hated all of it. Mm -hmm. They know you'll show up. And I still watched it all, all of it. So it was like, I I know I'm going to watch it. So, so, and then I'm thinking like, we're like, we, we, we have these conversations. We Mm -hmm. know some of this looks terrible. They have to know some of this looks terrible. So what is going on? And I just kind of, yeah, came to the conclusion that. The, the, they know what they're doing right. with this show. And to me, what it, what it looks like, and, and there are shows that have been on TV in the past. Like this looks like B tier TV. This looks like C tier. Like, it looks like Xena warrior princess or Hercules or Buffy, the vampire slayer, like any of those shows, it looks like that level of quality. And I, I, I now I'm thinking like, that's not a mistake. Mm. Like they are putting that much effort into this show. And, I think what they want to do is, and I think they're still like figuring out the process and like the workflow for these shows, but you know, if they can turn this around a show like this in a year and have, you know, some of this stuff looks good. Like it looks like star Wars, right? Like the robot, like the, the one droid looked amazing. Mm-hmm. The one that didn't talk, like some of it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, this some of the, the props and stuff is amazing. So they they have that aspect of it, but if they can churn these shows out, you know, in like a year's time or whatever it takes, like if they can figure that out, you know, what if they have, I don't know, like 10 of these shows going at a time at this quality and people are eating it up. I know we're the, we're, we're like the only people that I know that have like this reaction to the first two episodes. I will say, I don't hate the story. I, I'm. I'm okay with the story. And I, if you're still listening and you haven't watched it yet, please cut it off um, right now. <laughs> but I like, I really like the Leia stuff. I've, I was surprised that they've gone this far into toddler Leia's backstory. That, that, that was kind of a shocker to me. Mm. Um, Same. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed getting more of that. Um, and I'm happy. Like we're just getting more, 
female and and little girls excited about Star Wars still. Um, I like Moses's character. I think she's a cool mm-hmm. um, uh, third, sister, third sister, whatever it is now. I, I like her a lot. There's a lot that I like about it. And it's really just the story. I, I am just kind of sick of looking at it already. It bums me out. And we, to be bored, I'm hurting right now. To be bored at seeing Obi-Wan fight Vader and, and come bored out of that fight, like it, it boggles my mind that it's, it's frustrated. Like it, it should be. <laughs> It, we should be seeing this in a theater. We should not be wasting our time on TV with this movie. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so frustrated by it. If we get if we get solo in the theaters with with Eldon, whatever his name is, I like him, but we should be getting you in in the theater and an Obi Wan theatrical release. Even if it's not theatrical, put some frigging money into this. From the first scene with the Inquisitor and them walking off the ship. And I'm just seeing their rubber uniforms in broad daylight. I was like, the the first 30 seconds, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Like, this is how we're, this is a TV show. And it's not like TV shows, I mean, some of Mando looks pretty good. But like, I, Mando looked sure. great. I feel like this is sub Mando. This is like sub Boba. Yes. And I'm just like, in, yeah. literally insulted that this is probably just going to be the route of everything like Proto said. Like, this is the future of live action. I don't know why Andor looks different. I'm not sure what- I told you why. Uh, yeah, they had like real sets. Did they f- is it because they, they filmed that no, like five years ago, 10 years ago? No dome. No dome. I, I just, yeah, like the whole, th- even when he's walking through the town at night- Stop. I'm like, this looks like Star Trek 1960s sets. <laughs> there's one, there's one open area of extras walking around. You're obviously in the dome. And it, it, I can't yeah. wrap my head around it. Like, and I know I, we yeah. sound like old curmudgeons, but it's like literally an insult. The whole show is like an insult to me. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that was my fear when I saw the trailer. I could, you know, you can immediately tell when you're looking at the dome. Like it's so obvious and, and they have to, they have to show the, sh- the, the show is built around the dome. All of these scenes where it's four people, Standing in a circle, having a conversation. They can't move more than 20 feet. Like, it's so obvious, like, what is going on. And and it's like, they're just on a stage. Mm-hmm. They're just, <laughs> like, they're literally on a stage. They can't move. And the whole show is forced into these, these scenes and forced to be written a certain way. Now, I will say. Let it out. Uh, they they sucked me in in the third episode. Right. When, when you're Talk in Vader's us. castle. Oh, baby. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I was getting chilled up like I like at the end of Mando season two with some of this stuff. Seeing Anakin, um, oh, in the desert. Hayden Christensen out in the in the desert. Stop. That's that gave me chills. And then just thinking of like some of this stuff, that, and I also thought it was directed much better. I thought it 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 just felt much better that episode. Um, but some of the ideas and just places they could go with 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 the Obi Wan character. And just like him dealing with grief or like PTSD about everything that he's gone through. It was pretty compelling to me. And it got my, like the, the gears turning in my head and it's just, you know, it's sucking me back. <laughs> like give me like a taste of something really good. But of course, like the fight at the end was, I don't even know what, I don't even know. It was dog shit. Did, it, but, did an assistant direct, did an assistant director have to shoot that day? <laughs> and I know, I, this is my theory that why people like enjoy it. I mean, I get people enjoy it, but because you're getting Vader, you're getting official Vader and Obi-Wan on your TV. That's exciting. But there needs to be a level of expertise on this stuff. Like Vader walking through the town. It just felt like a fan film. Like this is a fan-made film of Vader walking through the town. better fan films. And I don't know if it's the, maybe it's the direction where you're just contained in the Star Wars universe box. I don't know if Deborah did all three episodes the first two she did she did i mean the parkour on the rooftop scene made me want to throw up of her running uh and doing flips on the, like calm down everyone calm down on set let's rein it in 
But the Vader stuff, we didn't have enough of that in Boba Fett. (laughs) Roof part, the Boba, like the Vader walking in the mining field. I started to get like, am I insane? Like, am I the only person that's looking around saying like, I don't like this. I don't like seeing Vader's legs. I want Vader encased in darkness. I want the only thing that I can see on screen is his helmet and the lightsaber light reflecting on it. But I can see everything. It just looks cheap. The whole thing looked cheap. Why isn't he using force wind to put the fire out? Why isn't he using the force to separate the fire to get Obi? You're friggin' Darth Vader, dude. Yeah, it felt very much like a stage play to me. Like that was my- You're at a theme park stunt show. Oh my God, yeah, you're right. That's the only thing I could think of. Like, all right, this isn't like a real story. This, like there's no realism to this. They're just creating these moments for for a play. And that's really all it is. But why like Obi-Wan couldn't, yeah. It's 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 interesting. Because there have been like a speeder there and he like jumps on it and gets away or so. Like he gets carried away by a droid. <laughs> like 10 feet away from Vader and the stormtroopers. I don't understand how Vader just did it, just grab him. Right. With the, Vader is very connected to the force still. He's a Sith Lord. I don't, <laughs> we literally have a man who's wearing a suit that probably can't catch fire because he got burnt to crisp. Mm. Not just walking after Obi-Wan laying on the ground. He's trying to kill him the whole, like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, I was baffled by the choices <laughs> in the third. <laughs> Trader Jet, maybe he was scared of, check notes, one random <laughs> civilian sniper. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That shot rang out. Uh, How about when that one shot rang out? All the stormtroopers are like panicking, looking around to see where the one shooter is from. They had no clue. She's five feet away is, from them. Um, Obi Wan <laughs> is exactly like me. He dreams about the prequels, so that's a that's was great to see. Um, and the intro to the first episode, I was, I was very excited mm-hmm. that catch up through the prequels yeah. where we're at with Obi. That was very smart and very cool. Um, I, I'm i just, I'm apprehensive now. Very apprehensive. I kind of want it over with. <laughs> That's the problem. We have Obi versus Vader and I want this over with. I don't want to see it again. Yeah, Maybe we'll get some Liam. Maybe Liam will that's, say that's the hope. things. They have a I great conversation. More, I need more visions of, of, of Chris, Hayden Christensen as Anakin. That was badass. We need a hundred percent. For a second, I thought less. it was. For a second, I thought it was going to be Qui Gon, and then you see it's Anakin. I'm like, oh, that's kind of rad. I mean, um, what if Vader does, can force project a vision of himself to Obi, like, and have a full on conversation? But he presents himself yes. as Anakin to mess with his yes. head, and like maybe his arms. Yes, that's is dope like stuff. But they're not going to do it. They're going to pour rocks on the ground and light them on fire and drag Obi through it, and he's going to burn his shoulder. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't think I can hope for like a really badass like lightsaber fight scene now. No. We just had, like, how are they going to have like an amazing scene after they just had what they had in the third episode? It, 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 like, it would just be too um, like conflicting in, in just like the visual storytelling. Like, it would just be weird for them to now have like this amazing badass fight after they have, you know, they're like tapping sticks against each other. <laughs> it's just so weird. You know, this almost feels like, I hesitate to bring it up again, but episode 91, like Mm -hmm. our reaction to something that Mm -hmm. has been almost nearly universally loved and weird. I don't know. I've seen some comments though. I've been looking around. We're not alone. There's more than just us out there. Okay. We'll form together. I I think it's though that if you do it in any like public forum, you you get attacked Mm. for, you know, saying- this is like, what do you, what, what do you want? Like an adult show? You want sex? You want people, you want, you want you know, people getting cut in half. And like, nobody wants that. Like you can make a good, you know, family TV show. The best thing about Star folks. Wars is there's so much of it. We're not going to love everything. So I can't, I can't, I can't love it all. Yeah. We can't love it someone's all. Someone's going to, someone's going to love Obi-Wan. Someone's going to see Obi-Wan and it's going to be their first Star Wars intro. And they're going to love Star Wars for the rest of their lives because of this. So we'll get there. If a Luke Skywalker show is of this quality, I need it cut right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't it. know what I'm gonna do to myself if that's the case. I might cancel. I might cancel Disney Plus, and I don't know if I can do that because that means I'm canceling Hulu, and that means I'm canceling ESPN. I can't. I can't do that. 
You need your hockey. I need Star Wars back in the theaters. Yeah, that really Disney is Disney Plus answer. is a crutch right now for them. Or, hey, but I will say, you know, Celebration, I, I know not everybody loves Bad Batch, but I love Bad that Batch season great. two trail. I love Bad Batch. Yeah. Any animated show I, is a ton of Tales of the Tales Tales of the Jedi. Jedi. Animated. They can't, they can't screw that up. They can't. That's Maybe that's just the route. I have to... I'll let the live action stuff exist elsewhere and I'm really have to go. You're going to watch I have to go all in on the animation. Keep my Obi thoughts private. It's not safe out there. It's a minefield. You're safe with me. On that social media. Okay. I need Star Wars back in the theater. Taika. Taika, please. Is Taika going to make this happen for us and bring us back? I need it back. All right. We we have gone. This is probably our most every fun. week. Everyone, we're going to end an episode about Obi Wan. Oh God, I can't. I don't know. I don't know if the emotional week we'll state have our thoughts of the show can sustain that. Maybe we'll keep that just to Discord. I'm not sure if we want to. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no, we're no, doing, no, no. Let's just we're doing Fallen Kingdom next week too. Can we? Yep. I'm not sure if we can have no, two no, 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 extremely no. critical. We're not backtracking now. Uh, all right, we need to wrap up, Proto. Wrap Closing thoughts on this week, the beginning of the gymnastic world journey and our Obi-Wan journey um, going off like a wet fart. Uh, well, as, as the movie insider, a movie insider, I want to try to find, I want to believe that there's something good in a, in a two-star uh, sequel, a sequel to a two-star movie. So I'm going to, I'm going to believe that it's possible that this could be good. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm going to hope for the best and I'm going to have a good time regardless of how the, you know, I'm just going to choose to have a good time. And I think you can do that. You can watch a movie and just, yes, make it happen. Can we do so that? Let's for just make that happen. <laughs> have a good time. We'll see everybody next week for Jurassic world fallen kingdom. Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. 